Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer for the Action Network. Later on in the show, back by popular demand, we went one week without Darren Ravel and Simon Hunter. Uh, once our season was over and we were done with the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, and I had several requests for Simon Hunter to come back on. Uh, and lucky for us, Simon is going to be in studio today. Simon and I have never met face to face. Simon and Darren and both are going to come on. Simon, Darren and I are going out to dinner tonight in New York to celebrate how well we did, even though we didn't place. We're so appreciative of Simon uh, giving his time and knowledge to us, getting us as close as we did. We're all going to go celebrate with dinner tonight. Um and we'll talk about the uh, the games from the wise guy perspective. See what Simon has to say. But first up, from the Orleans, representing Boyd Gaming and all their books throughout the country, bookmaker to the world, Bob Scucci. Hello, Scooch. Hello, Chad. How are you, How buddy? I'm good. Good. You don't. You don't sound so great. Well, got a little bit of a cold. It's that time of year. I feel for you. We'll do this one quick because I got more important guests coming up. <laughs> there's only. There's only. Uh, Thanks. Only a handful of games to do. Also, I forgot to tell everybody they got to check out the latest points bet promotion, Fade Ravel. Uh, Darren's on a little bit of a winning streak. Um, and so this week he is going to do basically Derrick Henry to not score a touchdown. Again, hashtag Fade Ravel. If you're in New Jersey, download the points bet app, sign up, use the Fade Ravel tag uh, or a code and um, make this bet because you're going to win. And the beauty, the beauty is the punishment that Darren is going to endure will entail uh, getting tackled at full speed by a legendary Tennessee Titan who, when 
we told him we wanted this to be the punishment for Darren if he loses the bet. Um, he said, well, you guys are going to figure out how do we make sure that this is safe, right? And we're like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, if I'm in full pads and he's in full pads, I very might well kill him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, which, which sort of like puts in context just how violent a game. This is a guy who is no longer playing, but is still in very good shape. Uh, and like he is convinced that if he were to tackle a mere mortal at full speed in pads, who was also wearing pads, he could kill the person. Think That's about pretty scary stuff. Think about That's, that. That's scary. Think about that yeah. this weekend when Richard Sherman is trying to tackle, I don't know, who's playing for the Aaron Jones, or when, you know, Teron Matthew is trying to tackle Derrick Henry. Think about that. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Scooch, a uh, couple quick things. Number one, national title game. Uh, I think it just ended. Uh, started Monday night. I think uh, it went into cricket length proportions, and I think the game just ended. As far as I know, LSU won. And <laughs> assuming uh, you're laughing. You're laughing because it's true. It was like, listen, yeah, dude. Exactly. Dude. It was 11 o'clock, and there were nine on the East Coast, and there were nine minutes left in the third quarter. I think the game ended at close to 1 a.m. Eastern time. Like four and yeah. a half hours for a football game? Are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. So I'll tell you, you know, the halftime. I, I usually stay until halftime of the game, and then I uh, and then I go home and watch the second half at, at home. I'll tell you, I left at halftime. I stopped. I got gas on the way home. Stopped again. Got home and. The third quarter hadn't even started yet. It had to be the longest halftime in history. Yeah, I get it, man. ESPN's looking to pay the bills, but that was really not a fan-friendly experience. How was the betting action? Tell me about the betting on that. You know, with so much time between uh, the time we put the lineup and the game, there was so much fluctuation. I had really liked uh, LSU uh, uh, personally, and I, and I made sure that we hung the line really high. So there were some lines that came out during the Ohio State-Clemson game, some early matchups of LSU minus three against Clemson. And I, I talked with the guys down in the hub, and I said, they, we can't hang anything close to that. we got to hang it like six and a half, closer to seven. And they kind of talked me down to opening it at uh, five and a half, but it was okay because everyone else in town was at four and a half, so we got a lot of early money on Clemson. And then once the line had settled down to four and a half, then the LSU wave came, and then everyone started laying it, drove it back up to six until game day. Uh, but then uh, on game day, all, we got just a ton of uh, – Clemson money again. So it kind of came in waves back and forth. Um, unfortunately, we didn't do that great because favorite and over still, as much as we tried to, you know, uh, need LSU, sometimes uh, just all the parlays kick in, uh, you know, on both sides. So we did okay, but not great. Well, what did you the, the, betting action? Betting action was really good, though. But most people were on the over, even though the number moved quite a bit. I thought that was from Wise Guy Money. And even though it, clo- it ended at 67, um, that was the low end of the total. Yeah. How did you land on the total? Uh, we, we 
we got middled a little bit because we were at 66 at one point. We we're at 60. So we, but most of the money um, was right around 67. So we didn't get hurt too bad. But it was again, it was the parlay because the people that did bet LSU um, either got a push or a win on the over. So uh, it, it was weird. It was one of the only ways we could really do well is if LSU won by between one and six, because a lot of people that bet Clemson bet Clemson on the money line, and the people that bet LSU laid the points. So we had a real small margin there that we could do uh, pretty well. I'll, I'll tell you what was great was the in-game wagering. It was phenomenal because it went back and forth. And, and you know, so when, when Clemson had the early lead, there was people jumping on LSU, getting a good price on LSU. And then when LSU came back, they were getting a good price on Clemson. Uh, you know, almost uh, 40% of the, the handle for the game almost, uh, came from in-game wagering, which is tremendous. Wow, that's got to be new for you. It, it really was. Uh, you know, it helped, like I said, it helps when you have those big swings, when you have a big favorite that's down early and people are looking to kind of get a better number and then they come back. So, it, it, you know, at one point you could have gotten under 81 on the total, uh, you know, so it, it, it's interesting to see those, that kind of betting action. Uh, speaking of in-game, of in I would think you had the same experience with Kansas City and Houston. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was tremendous. Like how much how much wagering, how much money were you were was being bet when Kansas on Kansas City? What was the biggest spread you had on Kansas City to as an underdog when they were down 24 nothing? Uh I want to say it was uh 11, plus 11 and a half. Wow. And uh and, and it's, it, I mean, you could have gotten a better price. I think it was, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I want to say eleven and a half. I don't think it went up much, much higher than that. But yeah, it was, it was tremendous. I mean, watching the money coming in during the game, uh, you know, especially after the first score, the, the Houston's first score, uh, everybody was just, you know, unloading on Kansas City. And then after the second score, it started to slow down just a little bit. And and it's actually pretty funny because by the time Kansas City got to be that big of an underdog, the money actually slowed down on Kansas City because they're like, hey, wait a minute, Kansas City just might get run out of the building here. God, that's so interesting. And boy, what a bummer for them. <laughs> because that was an insane, insane game, which takes me into this weekend. I've got Kansas City as a seven and a half point favorite against Tennessee. I'm surprised it opened as high as it did. I thought with the way Tennessee has come out and beaten Baltimore and beaten New England that you'd open that game much, much lower, that there would be too much public sentiment on Tennessee uh, to risk making them a touchdown underdog, which you ended up doing. Yeah, and I agree. That's why we opened seven. Um, and, uh, again, there was a lot of debate. As soon as, the, as soon as the KC game ended on Saturday night and uh, – I was talking with our, our guys, and they wanted to open seven and a half and uh, talked them down and said, no, just open seven, and if you have to, just move money on the game. So all the first bets came at minus seven on the Chiefs, and we went to seven minus 20. Since then, it's been nothing but uh, Titans money. The big bets were on, on the Titans. So, um, but the, the ticket count is heavier on the Chiefs. So a lot of little bets on the Chiefs. But the bigger money's on the Titans, and I agree with you on this one because we didn't make much of an adjustment 
uh, prior to the weekend. You know, we had our kind of pregame lines uh, already set. Uh, so we knew KC was going to be between a seven and a half, eight point favorite. And uh, so we didn't really adjust it too much. But I, I definitely see this number coming down, and I'm going to be quick to move the Titans in this one. Yeah, I uh, feel like seven and a half is really high. And basically, what you're telling me right now with all the big bets coming in on the Titans, that the wise guys are on Tennessee and the squares are on Kansas City. That's, it. That's exactly it. And, and we're getting a lot of money line bets, too, on, on the Titans from the Sharp guys, which tells me, you know, they think that they're a real live dog here at plus seven. Wow. Wow, I hate that. Well, actually, I don't hate that at all. You know why? You know why? Because, as you know, we've been tracking my success in my preseason pool in which I got to choose eight teams, one of which, if any one of those teams wins the Super Bowl, I win my pot. And um, going into the playoffs, I had the Bills, Texans, Titans, Chiefs, Niners. So going into this weekend, I still had the Bills, Titans, Texans, Chiefs, Niners. And by Sunday afternoon... I had both teams in the AFC championship game and the one team in the NFC title game that is the big favorite. So Wow, that's incredible. It's incredible, right? So I stand to make a significant amount of money from the Super Bowl, especially if the Niners win, because I've guaranteed one already. The challenge I'm working through right now is when do I hedge? Like I'm getting so, you know, I'm getting the Packers at six to one five to one in New Jersey right now. I could go to New Jersey. I could put, you know, a nickel down on the Packers and cover my buy-in plus a little profit if they win the Super Bowl. And if not, I'm out 500 bucks. Um, Or do I wait? Or do I wait and just see if I even have to spend anything because I've got such a big favorite in the Niners and I've got the Niners playing either one of my teams. And then I just play around with fun bets during the game to see how much more I can win based on what I've already won. Do you think I hedge now or do I wait? I, well, you can, well, instead of hedging to, for, on the Packers to win the, the Super Bowl, just why not, why not just hedge to win this particular game? And then, uh, you, you can get almost, almost three to one just to, just to win this game. Right. So get three to one to win this game, but I have to put more money down to make back my, my investment. How much was your investment? $2,000. Yeah. 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 You'd have to, you'd have to bet like 600. Yeah. <laughs> but you get, but see now if they win it though, see, they don't have to win the Super Bowl though. So that's the upside is they just win this game and then you're still live with your other teams. Well, that's true. That's true. All right, you're giving me good fodder. This is really good fodder. I appreciate it. Um, the one thing I want to ask you, I got Simon and Darren here already. I'm going to wait to bring them in in a second. Um, the total on this game is 51 and a half. I was all over the under in the Chiefs, Chiefs-Texans game. I'm surprised it's not higher, given the Titans are much more of a rushing team. Is this your idea of sort of shading it in the direction of the over, even though it's set at the same number as last week? So, I, I mean, what we're looking at with this Titans team, I mean, we almost have to throw out the first half of the season where they had like seven, seven out of their eight games all went over. So that kind of 
move that kind of all of their totals metrics up. And, and we almost have to throw that out and just look at maybe their last seven games, especially their last three games where, I mean, <laughs> they, they only, they didn't even let up 15 points. So the Titans were <laughs> never known for their defense throughout most of the season. And now suddenly they figured something out here. Uh, so we did open it on the low side. Uh, so we did expect it to, uh, to go up, which it has. Um, and both in ticking, you know, I often say we, we've all opened a, a bad number when both the public and the sharp guys are both on the same side. But in this case, we, we did kind of expect it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this number come back down a little by game time. Yeah, I'm going to be on the under in this game. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the, 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 like I said, the Titans, the, their last three games, and that's what you really have to look at is how, they're, how they performed in the playoffs uh, against really good teams, some of the best teams in the NFL, uh, and haven't even let up 20 points. You know, you figure if they can hold the Chiefs to somewhere around 24 points, uh, you know, uh, this game stays way under. All right, so now we've got the Niners and the Packers. This number's moved up. Opened at 7, moved up to 7.5. I don't know where you are right now. Um Chris Raybon wrote in the Action Network, his stuff on actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app, his analysis lately has been on fire. Like every nuanced, interesting point that is to be had about these games, he is nailing and it's so fun. And he had a stat about, he's got the Niners as really rated as 10 point favorites over the Packers. He feels like he's getting three points of value. So I can see why the number moved the way it did. Was that Wise Guy money? It was, yeah. So both the uh, Wise Guys and the public are on this one. Um, the uh, We are getting some Packer money line, but I think that's just because we were on, on the little high side on the money line. Uh, yeah, that number might have been a little soft. Look, these two teams, it's funny, Both in both these games, the, the two teams played in the regular season. Uh, if you remember the, the Titans and the Chiefs, they played, that was actually the beginning of that, Titans great run second half of the season. Uh, you know, they, they had gotten blown out the week before against Carolina and then starting uh, with that win against the Chiefs, uh, they win 35-32 and then uh, start that great run for the second half of the season. In the Packers 49ers game, when they met in the middle of the season, the 49ers just blew them off the field and uh, it was one of Aaron Rodgers' worst performances. The thing about when teams play each other two, three times in a season it's kind of a double-edged sword for the team that, that did really well, like the 49ers, is they, they have to look at that game and say, we did everything right, so they're probably not going to make too many adjustments, whereas the Packers could look at that game and, and kind of make the adjustments. So you never quite know how, it, how it's going to turn out uh, as far as a game plan to meet in the second time around. Uh, I don't expect uh, Aaron Rodgers to have that's quite as miserable of a performance, but um, the uh, the 49er defense gave him uh, all he could handle that game. So I, I could see why everybody's on, on the Niners in this one. But come playoff time, seven and a half points is a lot of points. I'll just say that. Give me the Niners. The total's 45. What say you, Scooch? Yeah, this one they're on the over, too, even at a bigger clip than, uh, than on the Titans-Chiefs game. Um, this one I don't have quite as strong of an opinion on, uh, and I'll let the, just kind of the money dictate this, but 
I would expect this one to keep going up. I don't see this one coming coming down. Yeah, I think I like the over in this one too. That's my I might take. Just move that right now. Oh, 45, 45 there you go. Line change. Last yep. one. Last one before the Super Bowl, man. That was it. That was awesome. Scooch, guess what time it is? What time? I won last week. You lost last week. I get to go first. Give me, give me the under 53. What do you have it at now? 53 Chiefs Titans? We're at 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Give me the under 55 on the Chiefs and the Titans. What do you mean under 55? You're going to give me two and a half points. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. All give right. me give me the under 52 and a half on the Chiefs and the Titans. I know I'm looking at Simon Hunter right now. He's already half asleep. He's been he's been in the studio live for five minutes. He's so excited about his first live podcast in, in face <laughs> in, face to face, and he's already sleeping. I can, or he's oh, or he's nodding aggressively at how much he likes my underpick. He'd okay. been drinking. He'd been drinking all day. Um, I like 52 and a half. I like the under 52 and a half for the Chiefs Titans. What do you got? I, I love the Titans. So give me the, can I get two and a half points? Can I get the Titans plus nine and a half? Sure. Why not? I'll give it to you. <laughs> Titans, Titans plus seven, seven and a half. I like it. I like that side too. So I think uh, we'll be aligned in that respect. Bob Scucci, I know you're not feeling well, so I want to let you go. As always, thank you for coming on your podcast. And um, Thanks for having me. we're going to skip next week and then we'll talk to you again before the Super Bowl. All right, as promised, we are live and in person with Dan Ravel, who we see live all the time. Follow him on Fade Ravel with Points Bet. Big one coming up this week. But also, from New Jersey, big end-of-the-year visit. We're going to go celebrate our success tonight, Mr. Simon Hunter. Woohoo! Hey, buddy. What's going on, boys? It's good to see you. Thanks for coming up. So, uh... Give me a little bit. What, what just happened? I don't have my headphones. You don't on. have your headphones. It was the and now Simon Hunter music. You gave you me know. the look, so I was like, "We've known it all year." Going in between it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> okay. See, I didn't have my headphones on, yeah. so I couldn't hear. Maybe I should have my headphones on. You guys can leave them <laughs> off. Um, Simon, welcome in, man. It's good to be here, boys. Listen, tell me a little bit. We were just talking off air before uh, before we jump into it. Tell me a little bit about what happened to you with the Titans and the Chiefs this weekend. Mm. Just personally, how you played the Titans and then what you did with that on the Chiefs. Right. And so, like I was telling you guys, I, I gave up my Twitter handle. So people lucky enough to find me saw the picks this week. And uh, I think I went 4-0 ATS. And then I gave out the Titans money line. So for my group, we... We basically sent out an email. I was telling you guys, it's kind of old school where it's still an AOL, an AOL email chain. Um, and I send it out, and I just tell the guys that I had the game of three and a half. So, you know, all the emails come back. You had the Ravens minus three and a half. I had the Ravens minus three and a half. And so the line was seven. The ten. line was ten. Ten, that's right, ten. Depends who you got. Some, some guys got nine and a half. And, uh, you know, when I send these emails out, I always get hit back with just a few guys who were in the group go, are you really feeling that good about it? I'm thinking about going big. And I said, my favorite game of the week is the Chiefs, minus nine and a half. But I love the values here in the Titans. I'm all over the Titans' money line. 
So whatever we hit on the Titans money line, let's roll over onto the Chiefs, which is rare for me to do with clients. So these guys are going crazy. They obviously won big on the Titans money line. Like a couple guys sent me pictures. They had 380, 370. I only had 350. That was like the best I got the Titans money line at. Because I waited. I probably didn't bet it until 3 o'clock Saturday. Like I wait. I try to go as late as I can because I always think the public's going to come in yeah. hard. They didn't, unfortunately. So... I I go to bed happy, you know, life's good, 2-0 ATS. I wake up, still getting messages from these guys saying, hey, rolled over under the Chiefs, ready to roll, we're going big here, 9.5, 10, minus 10. And I was telling you guys, I, I not that I ever doubted Mahomes, but when it was 24 nothing, I was done. I had a buddy watching with me, because I don't usually watch the book for playoffs. I kick him out, I head over to my girlfriend's place, and by the time I get, like, I'm getting texts from these guys. I just go airplane mode because I'm just getting cursed out by all these guys. And I had one guy message me. He actually took, I told you guys, he took them first half, put a grand to win 70K on the Chiefs to win straight up in the first half down 24 nothing. Let's explain so people can put that in context. The Chiefs are down 24 nothing. The line on them to win the first half. 70 to 1. Was 70 to 1. It was three at high, as high as three... Plus three seventy for the game, and so point. seventy to one, he put a thousand dollars down when they were down twenty four nothing. He wanted no. to bet more. They maxed him because they didn't want that kind of liability. They they let him only put a thousand on it. Can we? I just want to discuss something about this game. The despite the fact that it was twenty four nothing, it wasn't like a real twenty four nothing. Everything went right for the Texans. Nothing went right for the Chiefs. There was no sense that the Texans were kicking the Chiefs' butt. There was On the scoreboard, it was awful. But when my friend called me up and said, oh my God, I'm so excited. I have, I'm going to win this game. This is great. I have the Texans. Mm. You know. Well, it's interesting you say that because the night before, the Titans-Ravens, it did feel like the Titans were kicking their ass. And it did feel Agreed. like a dominant, Agreed. a dominant performance. Whereas you're right. The Texans, there were some fluky things happening. There were... There were they weren't converting third downs, the Chiefs. They had a fumbled punt. They had um, just some really fluky things happen to them to give the Texans that lead. And I would say that it was it might have been the cheapest line ever for a team up 24 nothing. It was like minus 110 or something like that. I swear to God. it was. Li- and so when I called my friend, I said, they got no chance the Chiefs are coming back. Mm-hmm. And then I did a psychological trick on myself, and I go, Oh my God! The Texans are too cheap with a twenty-four point lead, and I put two hundred bucks on the Texans. That was silly. So your guy, so your guy, is a grand in down twenty-four nothing. But I'm saying to this, win seven. This guy might have like nothing compared to me. Like I had, I was telling you guys, I had a lot of money on the Chiefs futures, and I had a decent amount on the game. But this guy has a lot on the Chiefs, and. What I said to him, I said, I don't like it just because they were dropping passes. I just thought it was one of those things where everything that could go wrong for the Chiefs was going to go wrong. And I was thought, I said to him, hey, that's not a terrible bet because of the value, but there's zero chance that the Chiefs are going to come back and win this. So I put him on I put it just on to lead mode. at the half. Yeah. Right. I put it on airplane mode. I drive to my friend's house, and by the time I got there, so it might have been like a 20-minute drive, it was 28-24. So I turn my phone back on off airplane mode, and it's just like all these guys going crazy. You're the best. Yeah, you knew it, man. You do, you should. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I didn't doubt you. Also, because these guys rolled this money over, and I think what was it? They 51 to seven. They outscored them. Yeah. yeah from that right. point on, they scored. They scored uh, 
21 points in three minutes and 34 seconds. Right. Anyone listening, those this, this does not happen. As someone that's been doing this for a long time, you will not see teams come back from that kind of deficit unless they have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and the weapons he has. So I think it was more that I did get lucky for sure, but it's always to trust your own system because I was telling you guys, I had that in minus 13 and a half. So in my mind, I was saying this line was off. When the game started, yeah, I looked like an idiot. But if you live bet, like I'm not a huge live better, but at halftime, of course, I poured it onto the Chiefs because at this time I was like, this is over. The Texans are going to be defeated. And, yeah, you can say we got lucky that they did that, but that's more that just trusting your system and the number and knowing that all these things are going wrong, it flipped. As soon as they went for it on that fake punt, that whole game flipped. It was 24-7 yeah. at that point. They steamrolled them after And there that. was no way when they came back for the second half that yeah. Kansas City wasn't going to win this game yeah. and kill them. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the fake putt was a total game changer. Uh, in the second half, what was the number you bet on the Chiefs at the second half? I would have to look at my ticket again. I think it was honestly minus nine. Minus nine. Yeah. And that was, by the time the second half kicked off, like, the that money was never line in was like doubt. minus 600 or something. Right. Like well, that. I was and they were like, only up by four. Again, it's like. Yeah. yeah right? I was just upset because guys are going to be pitchers. They got Chiefs plus nine because they took them live. And I go, why did I not trust myself? Because I was just so mad. I mean, when you lose that kind of money, especially when I'm gambling with other people's money, it's just a really kick to the balls. And you're just like, I don't want to watch yeah. me die. Like, I got, I got to get out of here. At 24 nothing, it got yeah. to plus nine and a half. That's the highest I saw. Yeah. yeah. That's what a lot of guys took it at. Yeah. And. And like I said to them that, yeah, this is a great opportunity. This is a great spot. But never in my mind did I see that game playing out that way. You can't predict these things. That's why football is so great. It's so unpredictable. So as smart as I came off to them, I was just like them where I gave up. I had walked away, and they didn't. So they were the smarter betters than me. (laughs) That is just awesome. I think that was our best story of the year. I mean, it's just so great. What a story. It's a pretty great story. (laughs) Anytime you can get a guy who won 70 thousand dollars on a thousand dollar bet on a thousand dollar bet cashed out at the half go get some yeah. bourbon seriously well, that's not even my best one i got a lot of these guys like we do they love futures and my big future before the playoffs is titans six uh one out of one 65 out of one that, that was right. the odds i gave out to a lot of guys seriously yeah and these are big money guys so it's gonna be funny to see where they go because my biggest bet was the chiefs i love i mean to win the Super Bowl or what? What's AFC the, and Super Bowl. My biggest, oh. the 65 to 1 Super Bowl for Titans. Right, yeah. But my big thing with them was week 16. I said to them, I didn't believe the Patriots were going to lose to Miami. But I said, hey guys, we're already taking Miami. There's value in this. Why not we do a couple Chiefs futures? So I got a couple guys with Chiefs Green Bay plus like 8,000. A couple like, yeah. So there's a lot of guys out there with good value week 16 because all these things were so crazy. Like the Eagles, I had Eagles versus Chiefs. If that had worked out, plus thirty thousand. Oh my god! Because the Eagles hadn't beat Dallas yet. What was what was the? Uh, uh, someone bet this. I, I noticed it in a or I noted it in a in a tweet of mine. What was the odds when the before the Patriots Titans game of the Titans to get to the conference championship game? There was some. I mean, that was that turned out to be a good bet. People thought they'd be crazy that the run through before I the bet Patriots you it was fifty to one. Yeah. Because yeah. because you just said they have to go through Tom, right. Lamar, and then Mahomes. Because right. when I took when I took the Titans, none of that was set. They still had to like, you know, do that BS game that we unfortunately took. Yeah, they didn't right. care about. And then the next week they had to beat the Texans. But I, I'm trying to think honestly. This this run reminds me the way their team is playing of that Giants team. What was that? 2011. Yeah. yeah. 
So that was one of those where people this week, they're going to be backing the Titans because they obviously won money on them. And the people that got burned by the Titans, they're probably going to be backing the Titans again. So that's going to be a really public dog this week where I can see why because these people are going to believe in Derrick Henry, but I can't do it. Like I have this line again at 13 with the Chiefs. So in my mind, all this value is going to be on the Chiefs again, even though they had this incredible comeback and everything like that. How are you going to attempt fate where the Titans are going to be that team of destiny? They're the sixth seed. We're due for a sixth seed to make the Super Bowl. But everything I look at is just one of the things where they're just getting the right things. The New England played one of their worst games of the year. They didn't score a point in the second half. Titans won by one. Now they play Baltimore, who I'd have to look at the stat again. I'm pretty sure Baltimore had three-fourths and one stopped, right? Something crazy yeah, like that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then they had a missed field goal. So it was something crazy where they had five red zone trips with no points. So that's what worries me. Let's talk about these games a little bit. Let's We can start with the Chiefs and the Titans. And by the way, Simon mentioned his Twitter handle. At Simon Hunter Tan. I'll be tweeting um, it out later today. Is uh, the Twitter handle. And he's basically just giving out a lot of the things that we talk about on the show, um, as well as just sort of other things that he's thinking about and giving out picks that uh, he is that he is going to be playing himself. And so uh, if you want to check it out, at Simon Hunter Tan. Um, Chiefs Titans, we'll talk about that game first. Number seven and a half. Mm. Bob Scucci earlier today said, wise guys coming in on the Titans. You're telling me there's still value on the, on the Chiefs because you have it at 13 and a half. So why aren't I playing the Chiefs? Well, it might be one of those things where I told you on the last time I was on here, wise guys can do stuff that mess with people. Like I told you, the wise guys were betting down the bills to get Houston at two and a half. That's right. Where'd that number land? Yeah. So he might be right that sharp guys are going to be coming and betting that down. But if I'm, if I'm sitting here with my money and I'm trying to wait and get good value on the dog, it's at seven and a half. So people are going to go in now and take that number where I'm fine with sitting back because... Yeah, you could say it's a key number, seven, seven and a half. Extra points are no no longer a lock anymore. So, like, most sharps now, they've used six as a key number. Ooh, see, that's an interesting insight I've never heard before. Okay. Well, yeah. the game has just changed just because, like, when I do when I run my models, a lot of times you have to put in the count of that kicker missing the extra point. It sounds stupid, but if you go through all the numbers this year, it's rare where two and a half matters. This year, I think it mattered three times, which – if I would have told you that five years ago, does not make sense. Right. Two, two and a half rarely did the number fall in two. Two and a half, a home favorite of two and a half is used to be an automatic take. Right. And now it's it makes you think, maybe I should just take the dog two and a half because that number falls on two a lot. So it's funny, he said they're coming in now betting on it where I can see why people are going to see all the value in the Titans. Derrick Henry is, we have never seen anything like it since Riggins, I think in the 70s with Washington. So... If you're going to be back in the Titans, you're kind of back in Team of Destiny that's riding a running back that's asking the QB not to do a lot, that has had everything go their way. I mean, truly. And I know people are going to look at the Chiefs just had one of their best games of the year coming back. But to me, that was just a really bad game. And it took them a minute to get their, get their wheels going. I mean, they were... I would say their drops early on was kind of things where they were putting all the pressure on themselves, where they were like... In the, not instead of just being in the moment playing the game, they're overthinking every little thing they're doing. Like Travis Kelsey, a drop on third down. I hadn't seen that all year. That's when I was like, I'm screwed. This Chiefs bet's dead. Right. Like these guys are done. So you 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 think there's there's ten points that it should be Chiefs minus ten instead of minus seven and a half. Honestly, I got a Chiefs minus thirteen. And I think that 
Yeah, people are going to take into account that I'm doing the whole season when I put my data in, and you can't do that because they've changed so tensfold. Much. Yeah, since Mariota. You know, I mean, you know what I did on the change of the Dolphins. That was my moneymaker, <laughs> right? That is very true. That's, that's what you have to look for. They're right. different teams completely. But what I'm seeing from this number is that they're giving you two seven and a halfs this week, and they're saying to you, which dog do you like more? Because everyone's going to do that. No one's going to go both dogs. That's true. Because it's kind of one of those things where you know that's probably not going to work yeah. out. And I love Green Bay this week. I love wow. it. Wow. I know. And I know a lot of people are going to be on their side, but if you go through the way football is, if a team blows out a team during the regular season and then they meet up in the playoffs, I mean, it might be a 3% chance San Fran can have that same kind of game where they blow them out. And there's just so much value on Green Bay. Like, if you if you just were a blind resume and you took out all the little things where you got the Bosa and San Fran's defense and just all the weapons they have in offense, and Green Bay has been bad all year. I mean, I've watched them all year. I've tried to fade them all year, and it's not really worked. And... It's one of those things where seven and a half is way too many points for Rodgers to be laying in a conference championship game. I think people need to take a step back and think to themselves, am I really laying seven and a half with Jimmy? Is that really something you want to do against Aaron Rodgers? Here's the thing. I'm going to poke some holes in your life. Poke it. <laughs> Wait, because by the way, I'm plus seven and a half Tennessee and minus seven and a half San Francisco. Yeah, and by the way, I'd probably lean both those ways too. That's why I'm so surprised. Like, To me, I have, I'm having a hard time with the Chiefs-Titans, but... The Niners, too. the she, Niners are just to me a singularly better team than the Packers, who have been frauds all in year. Every facet, and, and so everything you're telling me is like kind of empty logic. Whereas, like you are very numbers driven, very, and you are very thoughtful about the the systems and the process that you put together to make your numbers and then decide how to make your bet. So the fact everything you're telling me is like. I can't bet against Aaron Rodgers at plus seven and a half. I'm not going to put money on Jimmy G at minus seven and a half. Like, that's what the that's what squares do. That's not like what Simon Hunter Professional Better does. For sure, and it's one of those where, like, I have this line at seven, so it's not great value either way. Like Vegas was smart hanging the line because I saw a bunch of people as soon as they hung seven, they pounded San Fran. Yeah, because that looks like a great number. But what I'm saying to these people is that in football, the best team rarely wins in the playoffs. I mean, that's what made Brady so great. Right. Was that this guy was always a favorite, had all the hype, and he always showed up. Where, I don't know, I don't, I've never seen San Fran in this spot before, and they're coming off their best game of the year. If you, like, I had a lot of money on them in that Vikings game. If you just watch that game, they dominated. Vikings did not have it. It was 7-7, right, early on. After that, it was over. Yeah. Because the San Fran just turned into another gear, and they dominated them. Now, if you go through the season, San Fran at home have not been great. They don't really have a home field advantage they do not. like most. And yeah. I just love that this is kind of the perfect storm of you have to throw out some of the numbers because if you do just look at the numbers, I mean, it's not even close how much better all around of a team San Fran is than Green Bay. What's your system show on on this? What should the, what should so it say? I'm saying it should seven. be seven. Oh. So you're not getting any crazy value. Where in this Chiefs-Titans game, I think you're getting great value on the Chiefs. But that's why these people listening, they're they're probably just like you guys. They're probably going to do the same exact thing as you. They're probably going to go Titans, San Fran. Yeah. Because that just feels right. So that immediately should be red flags to everyone betting it. What I'm I'm interested in because it's I, not that easy. <laughs> I I have I'm I'm thinking about the the total here in the in real really in Chiefs-Titans. 
uh, because I think people are going to be like, ah, they scored 51. Man, it's mm. 53. Is there, I'm just, I need to move to a key number here. So I got to push it. So it's like, what is it? 47, 49, 52. You What's my next 52, key number right? that, no, it said, well, it's you can get a 53 now, but like, could I get it hit another key? I need to go, I need to go one more. What's my next key number so after 52? You just already said you like the Titans. Yeah. In your mind, you have to, if you're like, you don't have a system. You're just going off gut. So you like the Titans. What do you think? How does this play out for the Titans to cover and win this game? Uh, I mean, like, what's going to be the score? I'm just, I'm just in your mind. You're thinking you like the Titans here. How do they win this game? I, th- I think they cover by okay. Derek, Derek, Derek Henry, Henry. Derek Henry being able to run for 150, 150 right. yards. Won't score a touchdown. Fade Ravel. <laughs> he will not score a touchdown in any fashion. Throw it, run it, whatever. Um, but I think he'll be able to run, and the clock will move. And I think. Yeah, despite the fact that the Chiefs can 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 in three plays right. score a touchdown, okay, but that's what that's what I think. So I think it will be a yeah thirty one twenty one. So like but that's like, where I'm at right now. Thirty one twenty one are actually that. So so I have seven and a half. So maybe thirty one. It would have to be thirty one twenty four. Four. Yeah. So like in your mind, when you do these things, you should ask yourself that, being like, what do they need to do for me to cover this number? And will that go lean to the over or to the under? Because playoffs is weird where... That's a fun exercise. I actually haven't done it. Like, what would the score it. have to be? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You, and you write that down, you look at it, and you think, does that feel right? And then you you have to come back to it. Because I always tell people, don't bet. Right, right when you're going through the whole process, don't bet right away. Because your mind's going to change during the week. Your thoughts of the game will change. So in my mind, I don't see Derek. I, I, Derek Henry, yeah, he's going to be a factor. He always is. But if they go down 14 nothing to the Chiefs, that underbed's dead because Tannehill can throw it. They get, he has weapons to throw it. So I actually would take that over, and I'd take the under in that San Fran game. See, I would take the over now because I don't like, again, when I work out the numbers. Right. I don't – I don't. It's I'm, harder I need, for them I need to go under. 50, I, I need a 55, 50 I – need, I need a little bit higher on that. Yeah. Right. Simon and, Hunter, you have blown my mind here because you were under. <laughs> I was all over Titans plus 7.5, under 52.5. Probably over 45, and Niners minus seven, seven and a half. And you are basically telling me... They're all bad. Everything I want to do is wrong. And mind you, I'm practically a professional better. <laughs> <laughs> what were you this year in your 256 bets? 141, 112, and 3. And what was, Damn, that, what, what was that percentage? 55.7%. Right, which is insanity when you consider that you're forcing yourself to bet every game and not taking shots. Yeah. And I'm sure people point out, you lose money on the VIG with yeah. that. I mean, that's, that's why, like, I tell people all the time, like, my clients don't bet every game because the VIG, if you're out here betting 50K, you're, you're spending 10K in a VIG. Yeah, it was Is that exa- worth yeah. it long term? No. No. So that's why everyone's not doing it. But someone like me, I love doing all the games. Chad was spending 50. <laughs> I spent, uh, I bet $50 on every game. So there was an initial pot of $800 uh, that I did with my buddy. And we ended up, because of the VIG and juice, and like we're not always getting the best of the number, and it's all in the Action Network app. Yeah. Like I, you know, anyone can sort of track what the juice was on every bet that I made. Uh, Two fifty six or bust. We ended up winning. We basically doubled our money. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. So, what I, that's what I said. I think it was week three or four. I told people that the way I, the easiest betting style and advice I ever got was 
like this past week, the Titans, you put three units on the number, so whatever that is, $30 for you on Titans plus 10, and you put 10 bucks on the money line. Because those money line dogs, that eats your VIG. Eventually, at the end of the year, all these money yeah. line dogs, they'll count out any VIG you had. So that's why people have asked me, like people have reached out on there and they asked me if I ever buy numbers, like I ever buy half a point. I never, ever buy half a point because I'm betting so much. If you're a weekend better where you never really bet and you're watching a game for the first time or whatever, it's the number's three. Yeah, dude, buy three and a half. Like you're not losing that much money on the VIGs. But if you're doing it all the time, never buy the number. Whatever happens, it, that's how it's meant to happen. Don't play for the push or buy the kick, the hook, just to get that one bet one because long term it costs too much money. It's never worth it. Yeah. It's never worth to make a bet minus one forty. Just long term. And you look at that when you look at like points bet when it allows you to buy every when you when you're looking and you see every half point and you're seeing it goes minus one twenty four, minus one forty four. And you're like, <laughs> that's the one thing that I've learned as a new better that how much are you paying for that right. is a really big point. And I would say to people that are if you're gonna buy points, just do a teaser. Because I already hate teasers. Teasers to me are a sucker bet just because most of the times you cover anyway you don't even need the tease but if you're gonna be buying points yeah do a teaser because like 90 percent of the time the teaser is what's going to save you instead of buying that little hook where you're going to lose the bet anyway so for anyone new to gambling i'd always say don't start on teasers just start straight bets because it long term you're not going to lose as much doing straight bets and you will with teasers because instead of winning one game you got to win two that's why teasers are such a sucker bet Parlays were the highest winning percentage in New Jersey this year, 13.1% winning percentage on the parlay. No surprise. Yeah. No Simon surprise. Hunter has taught us so much this year about betting. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> All right, so the, to, to, to recap, Simon Hunter is on the over 52.5-53 in Chiefs-Titans. He's on the, the Chiefs. Chiefs at minus 7.5. All the way up to? All the way up to infinity because this game's not getting it's not up there, there, but I like it up to 13. He likes it to 13. He's on the Packers under, Packers-Niners under 45, and on the Packers at plus 7.5. Of all of, all of the games we just discussed, all of the sides and totals we just discussed, your Packer take might be the flimsiest take you've given all in, year. in 20 weeks <laughs> on the podcast. I agree just because the difference of the 49, like I just think the evidence doesn't show that. This 49ers team is so much better. Simon and I are doing a side bet right now. I'm down with that, but I think... Uh, the big pause with me. Thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> Thirty thousand. Uh, definitely a pause with me with Green Bay. Mexican is that pace. Their yeah. coach is a first-year coach. How many co- first-year coaches have been to the Super Bowl? Not many. Not many. So that's Bill, a, Call- Bill Callahan. That's a big pause for me right there. Because so now you're walking it back. No, no, no. So now you want to bet. Saying, now no. you're afraid to bet me thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm definitely scared about thirty thousand. Um, I'm like already in vacation mode. But yeah. no, I, I get I get what you're saying. Anyone out there? That's like sitting there saying, that's a dumb bet to take Green Bay. And sure, next week I might look like an idiot. But I just think the value is really there on Green Bay, the number and the money line. I just really like this spot for them. I hope you're wrong because I want in my pool, I want San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. So then I've got all teams in the Super Bowl and I am just thinking about all the other bets I can make during the game to triple my money. (laughs) And with someone with a Chiefs, big Chiefs future, I hope it's not San Fran. We want to be friends in this side, right? (laughs) We do. Can I ask one last question? Okay, but we got to go. We got to go. One one last question. Uh, So when you have a humongous week like you just had, I know this is what you do, 
but would you ever, if this was not the playoffs, if it was like week five of the NFL, mm-hmm. would you ever consider sitting out if you didn't love it? Because that's what people say, like, you got to no. pick your spots. No. No. I mean, those guys that are picking their spots, they're picking their spots on big bets. That I agree with. If you're going big on a bet, like when I went really big on that Chiefs one, that's picking a spot. Like, I bet more in that Chiefs game than I probably did from. But sitting out not betting five. is not not not. No, because every week there's always going to be value. I mean, even when you're wrong on a game, there's still value in that game. You, that's why you have to trust yourself. Darren, he's a professional. Do you take days off? Yeah, I only have Wait. six months out of the year Wait. to work. Let me rephrase that. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding, Darren. I'm kidding. It was a joke. Simon Hunter, professional better. Uh, we're going to do this again before the Super Bowl. Darren sure. Ravel, professional wise guy. And I mean that in every term. You're going to do this again with us before the Super Bowl. I will. You and I are going to be in Miami for the Super Bowl. We will. Uh, book uh, us for interviews. Yeah, book us for interviews, right. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download the podcast at Apple Podcast. Download it Spotify. Download it from the radio.com app. Search for the favorites. Until next time, we will see you again before the Super Bowl. Love you.